Welcome to the Relentless Transitions Podcast. If you are looking for a lifestyle podcast that is unfiltered, information-packed, and authentic, you've come to the right place. Whether you are driving, sitting at a desk, or listening with your friends, get ready for an up-close and personal chat with your hosts and invited guests, where they will share insights and practical tips on how to be relentless in facing the challenges that come along in life, business, and relationships. And now, here are your hosts, Teresa Carthron, founder of Make Your Mark Media and Publishing, and Rosalind Keith, founder of Triskelion Transitions. Prepare to unleash your relentless superpower. Hello, and welcome back to the Relentless Transitions podcast. I am Teresa and Rosalind is right here with me and we are so excited today as we are going to be talking about how to manipulate time, honey. (laughs) We're going to talk about how to manipulate time and we are going to share with you some of our um, time management tips. We have eight of our top time management tips that we're going to go over with you today. First, we want to thank our audience for getting in on this. We actually kind of posed some questions uh, and asked people what did they want to know, you know, about time management. And we have some questions here. So Rosalind and I, we're just going to get right on into it. And we're going to take turns answering these questions. So all I know, Rosalind, is to just get to it. Are you ready? Ready as you are, Teresa. All right. So the first question, I will go first. So the first question is, um, how do you get started, especially when you feel overwhelmed? That's a that's a huge one, right? So, okay. you know, we're all so, so busy. And, you know, with the pandemic coming around, it, it kind of threw a wrench into things. And so, you know, um, in the midst of making a pivot, um, overwhelm seemed to creep on in. But you know what, Rosalind, I think even before the pandemic, there was a little bit of overwhelm. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, I was so busy. I was thinking, man, I just wish if the world could just stop for a second, but you know, I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) The world stopped. (laughs) It really did stop, right? But how do you get started? Well, what I would recommend, the first thing that I like to do is really just brainstorm. When I'm thinking about tomorrow, what what needs to be done tomorrow, the next week, the next month, and over the course of my business year or my family year even, is really just brainstorm about everything that I need to get done. So let's just, let's just kind of, you know, minimize it and just think day to day. So if I'm thinking about tomorrow, what I would do is just take out a clean sheet of paper, whether it's a typing, uh, a sheet of typing paper or a notebook, whatever it is, and just brainstorm for a few minutes about everything that needs to get done. Then once I have that list, then I look through that list and prioritize it. Now, one through 10, maybe if you have 10 things on there. Um, But then take a look at the top three. That's very important. I don't set out my day thinking about I need to get 10 things done because that is really almost impossible. I tell people, listen, you can't even drive to three grocery stores uh, in a day 
Honestly, just keep it simple. You know, you can't even drive to, to three different grocery stores and go in there and shop for groceries in a day. If you do, you know for sure that you are going uh, to be exhausted. And I don't care where you live. I come from a small town of 50,000 maybe people, but I live in a, a place now where there are millions. So you, it's, it's difficult to do all of that. So take the top three things and that is what you focus on for the day. And that is how you get started. So great, great tips there, Teresa. All right. Um, you have anything you want to add to that? No, I don't think so. All um, right. So the next question is so question number two. And Rosalind, you're going to take this question, right? Okay. Yes. I'm okay. Ready. So what if Here's our little question here. So what if you have this one task that seems to overpower all other tasks? This is a pretty common thing I find. Um, working with my clients, they, um, they'll say, I, I just feel like I have so much on my plate, um, even just vacuuming under my bed and, and uh, the dust bunnies are there. We're all working from our bedrooms. So you see things now that you might not have if you were going to the office every day. And uh, so she, you know, she was saying to me, I've got this to do. I've got that to do. I've got this to do. But you know, what's really bugging me. What's really, really bugging me and taking my mind off of all these things to do with work are the dust bunnies under my bed. And I said to her, well, you know, um, it doesn't matter who's going to see those dust bunnies like leave them it's it's not important nope they're they're too they just have me stuck in my head and I can't get rid of them I say okay how long is it going to take you to clear out those dust bunnies and she said maybe five minutes I said okay then that's what you need to do right now if that's interfering with the things to do with your business or your work at hand take care of it take care of that small task it's going to clear your mind of, you know, in her case, the dust bunnies under, under her bed and free her mind to actually focus on the other things on her task list. So, um, you know, it may seem silly. Uh, it may seem like a waste of your time to be doing something not as important as those top three that Teresa just talked about. But if that thing is making it difficult for you to concentrate on those top three, that kind of indicates to me that, yeah, you need to take care of that one little silly task that's, um, that's keeping your brain from focusing on those top three that Teresa talked about narrowing your day down to, so. Yes, and you know what? I really, really uh, like that and can appreciate that because I can tell you all I have been thinking about lately is how um, <laughs> the filters in my air conditioning. <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> now, mind you, I have not personally changed the filters in the air conditioner in eight years, but <laughs> now that is all that I'm thinking about. <laughs> Now that I'm working from home and I see dust settling, I'm like, when was the last time the air filters were changed? And, you know, it would only take a few minutes to go and just change those out. And so I think I'm going to get those done today. So I know exactly um, <laughs> what you're talking it'll, about. It'll stop. It'll stop them, that thought from popping into your, your head while you're trying to develop your next marketing plan, right? 
So, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, so we have another question here, and this one comes from, uh, I should have read who those others came from, but we'll go forward. It comes from Kay White, and uh, the question is, how do you increase efficient efficiency and productivity? So you want to be efficient and productive. Well, um, the way that I handle this is really by planning ahead and prioritizing all of my tasks for the day, including my emails and those Facebook posts, because we can certainly get caught up on um, reading emails, responding to emails, or start looking at Facebook posts and we're on, we're on there to do one thing and we end up, and next thing we know, you know, we're there for hours. We're in the so, rabbit hole. Yeah, so that's really what I try to do is to uh, give each thing a time. Um, what I typically do is my goal is to post to my social media twice a day. So I really, I get up early and I start my day with that. I know what I'm going to post. So I do the post and I get off. <laughs> you know, I, I post and I get off of um and i check my emails and respond to those real quick and then i go on with the other things for my day so i don't i guess they're included in my day but i don't really include those in my you know my three tasks list that is just like my like brushing my teeth i'm going to post to my instagram i'm going to post to my facebook i'm going to check my emails and then i'm going to move on and i won't come back to those things really until the end of the day so that's what i do and then if there is something that comes up because we know that um, you know there are going to be some additional things that are going to come up. And I actually think that's one of the questions. So I'll say that answer, but the answer to the question of how do you increase efficiency and productivity is really just to try to stay on task. You know, stay on task, prioritize, and just kind of try to stick to what you had planned. Yeah, I would add uh, just that this this does take some discipline and um definitely you know if if you find that you're constantly being drawn to that ping of your phone or that ping of your facebook notifications or whatever just turn them off just it's simple just turn them off the world's not going to end um if you're not hearing those pings all the time so it it does take discipline but you have to you have to um, give yourself a way to become that disciplined. And one way is to turn off those notifications. Yes. And you know, another thing that I do, I'm super sensitive to my phone mm -hmm. and I have a tendency to, you know, I want to look at it or I want to, so I do have, keep my phone on my desk, but what I do is I actually turn it face down. Same here. I put it on vibrate <laughs> and I put it face down so that at least I know that a call came in. But what I do is I finish the task that I'm working on. And if this is a business call or, you know, they will leave a message. So I listen to the message. And at that time, then I can decide when I'm going to return that call. Yeah. 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 And, so and I'm conscientious of it, but I don't allow it to stop me from yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing. My phone is turned upside down. Um, I, I don't know about 
all phones, but some phones have the feature where you put on do not disturb. So um, I don't even hear it vibrate. Mm. Uh, I, I don't even hear it vibrate. Uh, the, the thing, and I've been able to, the phone I have, I can actually set it up so that, um, you know, I have an elderly mother and I know that if um, her retirement home needs to get a hold of me or she needs to get a hold of me, her calls will come through that do not disturb because mm-hmm. you can set it up. So we'll accept from only these mm-hmm. you know, phone numbers. Oh, that's good. So, so um, but it does take discipline to find these, um, these habits that work for you. Right. And, and um, you, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, I don't think, but the more you do it, the more it'll become second nature for sure. Yes. Yes. And you know, something that came to mind when you were saying that if you don't have the do not disturb feature uh, on your phone, um, what you can do is set up individual ringtones. Yeah. Um, So I do have certain ringtones that I know that if I hear that ringtone, I probably, you know, they, that, that group of people, they get um, priority. Right. Right. All right. So let's go to our next question. Okay. Now look, this is a good one. And um, this one is coming from C smart. So the question is, how do you create work-life balance during this pandemic? Ooh, I'm not going to touch that one, Ross. (laughs) (laughs) This is one that, again, it comes up all the time. You know, everybody's working from home, whether you're starting your own business, uh, whether you're um, a longtime entrepreneur working from home or whether you're new to working from home because your company has sent everybody home to work from home. Um, it's, it's, um, it's really, really easy to allow work to be, um, be, to become life and that's not healthy. Um, and I, I think for, for me, uh, what I do is I have a hard stop in my head that, um, uh, at the end of, you know, six o'clock, the computer gets closed. And if you're working in your bedroom, shove it under your bed, or if you're working in the dining room, shove it under the couch or somewhere where it's out of sight so that you're not constantly drawn to it. Your boss, you may think your boss, you may think your clients expect you to be on call 24 seven, but that's not real. That's not real. Mm -hmm. That's in your head. Um, you set up an automated response, you know, my, you know, uh, I will be, I will be back in the office at 9am tomorrow or something like that. And I will respond to your email at that time. Um, it, again, it's, it's a matter of, of some disciplined habits that you get into, but yeah, you need to, you need to be aware that, um, uh, life and work lines are very blurred right now because we're not leaving our homes to go into an office. And so um, just as you would um, leave your office at 5 p.m. and commute home for the next 30 minutes or whatever, um, you can build that into your day as Mm -hmm. well, working from home. Um, That doesn't need to change. Um, You know, it, it, it's, and it's really important for your own mental health that you make those hard stops. This is the end of my work day. Um, and you can add 30 minutes to your work day that would normally have been spent in commuting if that's what you choose to do. Or you can spend those 30 minutes doing something fun. Um, but the hard stop 
at the end of the day is really important. And yes. putting those computers away out of sight, don't let them there to tempt you in again. Yes, and you know what? Um, what I thought about as you were speaking, if you're working for someone else, you know, if you're working for a, a company, um, I feel like if you establish a hard stop, it kind of helps you to feel a little bit more appreciated. Because I think that, you know, now that your computer is at home, your work can get in touch with you with you 24-7. If you're working it 24-7, I think like mentally, emotionally, you start to feel like you're being taken advantage of. Sure. So if you really set, keep those boundaries that you would have normally had, if you were commuting back and forth to work, then that can help you to um, maintain your positive outlook um regarding your job and then if you're in business for yourself just you know establishing true work time and um time when you just kind of shut things off even though we know as self-employed people you're going to creep back in there and oh, go back sure. to it but still just allowing yourself to be able to take a break i think that it will create it will um help to benefit um, the mental wellness of your household, because your family will see that you will be uh, willing to take time out for your family. Even if you're a single person, you know, living at home alone, you are your family. So yeah. it's important to take care of that. For sure. For sure. All right. So next question. So how do you handle distractions or additional demands on your day? This is a great question, and this one is coming from Jay Hood. Thank you so much for this question. Well, um, what I tend to do and what I recommend is that, you know, when you get that distraction or that thing that pops up or that additional demand, because you know, we all know that people are constantly, you know, if, especially if you're at home, you know, there's this you know, can you come and cook this sandwich or, <laughs> or, you know, if you're in business, there are just additional demands. What I tend to do is once I have made out my list for the day, as other things pop up during the day, I add them to the end of my list. So the only way something is going to stop me from doing what I'm currently doing is it has to either be burning are dying. <laughs> I keep, I entertain myself, but it needs to be like on fire or literally dying. And otherwise it is going to go to the end of my list. That helps me to stay on task. It helps me to be more productive. And at the end of the day, I feel more accomplished. And also it sets boundaries. So you let the person know, hey, Perfect. I will do that. I'm in the middle of this. But when I get done with this, then I will get to that. That acknowledgement keeps the lines of communications open and will keep your business and your work life flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very related. And, and boundaries is a really important one that you need to be communicating, um, not only with your family, but with your clients when you're working from home. Um, you know, they can think that you're there 24 seven, both family and, and clients and, and setting up that clear boundary and communicating it effectively um, serves everybody, not just, not just you, but your, it serves your business as a whole, it serves your family, it serves your clients. Um, 
and and I think in some way helps gain respect. Yes, definitely. De yeah. You know, just like earlier when you were talking about setting up like an automated message, um, there's one thing that I say in business and really in life in general is I say that, you know, customers are not upset with you because of what you don't do. They are upset with you about what you say you're going to do and then you don't follow through. Yeah. So if you have set the tone that that's that'll be a great podcast. How do you set the tone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you set the tone and you let them know, hey, if you're calling at this time between these hours, this time and this time, we're at lunch. Or if you're calling after this time, or once you leave your message, we will respond within this amount of time, then you you know, you've set the tone and, and your customers and the people who are communicating with you, they will know, you know, how to proceed. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. So, all right. Well, we have two more questions here. Um, this question is coming from uh, Jay Parker. And the question is, how do you avoid task fatigue and get more done? Well, this is a good one because, you know, you can be sitting down at your desk and developing the greatest marketing plan in the world. But if your brain is fried because you've been at your desk developing that marketing plan for four hours straight, you're not developing a very effective marketing plan. You're actually um, not doing yourself any good and you're not doing potential clients any good. Uh, so I, I really recommend that um, you, you take mini breaks, mini self-care breaks throughout the day. And I'm not saying 15, 20 minutes. I mean, you do take your lunch for sure. Take, take an appropriate amount of time for lunch, but um, these mini breaks help recharge your energy, recharge your brain cells, recharge your focus even, right? So, so um, it can be simple as getting up from your desk and going to get a drink of water or a cup mm -hmm. of tea and coming back. That takes what, three minutes? Um, it's, it's valuable time away from that screen, away from the task at hand, um, or just um, walking away some sit someplace new for a minute or two and breathe deeply, do some great deep breaths, look out the window, um, play some music, dance, you know, just these little mini breaks that actually give your brain um, a rest uh, so that it doesn't become so fatigued that you start making mistakes and you start rushing things uh, just to get them done. So that's, I mean, that's what that's how I do it. That's what works for me. Do you, what about you, Teresa? You know, I actually, I think that that's great. I've uh, done things like I have my, in my office, I have my large computer, but sometimes I will, um, I have a desk in another place in my home. And on that desk, I have a laptop. So sometimes I will go uh, between the two and then uh, for those of uh, you who are watching us on YouTube, then you see my handy dandy assistant back there, Samson, my dog, uh, who is uh, sleeping on the job <laughs> as he <laughs> usually is. Um, you know, I, I take breaks, you know, with him and I allow myself to go and, you know, just sit out on the deck and let him uh, walk around and, you know, paying some attention to him allows me to just refocus my energy 
and then you know I'm able to come back in and feel refreshed and you know maybe have like a new way of thinking exactly. about something especially when I'm learning something new or it's something uh, uh, that is totally out of my comfort zone which I have come across tons of things that are outside of my comfort zone since the pandemic hit you know as yeah. far as technology uh, so sometimes I need to take that few minutes break to then be able to come back and get back on track. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. And and I love the idea of having, you know, a few different spots in your home that you can um, work from because sometimes just a change of scenery mm-hmm. is enough to give you a different perspective on whatever yes. you're working on, right? And mm-hmm. and that's that's wonderful. And and uh, yeah, so there will be times where I um um, sit in my living room and uh, use my iPad to read an article or read mm-hmm. something important to the task at hand, just to, to give me, like you, like you said, it's just that little different perspective kind of gives your brain an opportunity to, um, uh, yeah, just to focus on other things um, mm-hmm. yeah. that are productive, but but um, in a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So our last question about how to manipulate this time and get more done. So this one is coming from M. Francis. And the question is, how do you stay on track, positive and energized for the next day? Ooh. Well, you know what? Um, now in order for me to stay on track, what I do is in the middle of my day, I give myself a few moments to just stop and reevaluate my progress. How well am I doing as far as, um, you know, accomplishing my goals for the day, for the day, you know, am I on track? Am I going down a, a rabbit hole, so to speak on something? Do I need to switch gears? So I give myself an opportunity to evaluate my progress, reevaluate things and change course if I need to. If, if I don't, then I just keep on. But if I need to tweak and, and do something a little bit different, then I do. Now, at the end of the day, what I do is I reevaluate again. And guess what? I give myself praise for everything that I accomplished. If I set out to do those three things and I got one thing completely done and, you know, really made some great progress, then I applaud myself, you know, for that. So oftentimes we take time to beat ourselves up. I have all of these quotes. I'm very big on affirmations. Um, And you will hear me say that time and time again. And there's something, uh, a mantra, so to speak, that I live by. And it is, don't waste time. You don't get to beat you up. So don't waste time beating you up because guess what? The world is going to do a good enough job of that all by itself so it does not need your help and I live by that so I don't waste time beating myself up what I do is I just praise myself for what I was able to get accomplished and then guess what if I had something that remained from my current list um that I need to you know get done then I push that thing and that goes to the top of my list for tomorrow So, um, you know, keep it very fluid, you know, as long as I know that I did my best, you know, that I could, 
then it's, it's awesome. So that's how I stay on track is I check myself at the middle of the day and then I stay positive by reevaluating at the end and giving myself that self-praise. Great advice, um, Teresa. I, I also um, create an accomplishments list uh, beside my task list. So when I complete a task, it goes from the task list and it goes onto the accomplishments list. And, you know, you see those accomplishments lining up and it just builds your energy levels. It builds that positivity. Um, and so I would encourage you to actually, you know, take it off the task list, just cross it off and added it to the accomplished list. That mm -hmm. way that list start growing as the task list starts, starts shrinking and, and you can visibly see, maybe I'm a more visible person. I don't know, but you can visibly see, um, what you have accomplished and, oh, yes. and what great things you've done during that day. So, um, so yeah, I would add to that, um, my, my end of day task, um, to Teresa's stuff. Yeah. 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 And you know what? There was a thought that came to mind, taking out a journal, if you're a journaler and um, title it, what I did right. Yeah. And start writing in, in that journal. Yeah. All the things that you did right. Don't even look, put those things, leave those things that you think you did wrong or didn't do yeah. all that other stuff, leave that somewhere else. But in this journal, what I did right. And sure. as you continue to fill up these pages to be able to go back and look, oh, on this day, oh, I did this. I mean, it is really such a boost. Yeah, great idea. Mm -hmm. Great idea for sure. Awesome. So we are at the end of uh, this podcast. We just shared with you our eight powerful tips, uh, time management tips that will help you to manipulate time. And we're going to go back over those because we want to make sure that you always have a takeaway whenever you join the Relentless Transitions uh, podcast, because this is going to help you to flex those relentless superpowers, right? Oh, so yes. here we go. So the top eight most powerful tips to help you to manipulate time are one, decide and brainstorm. Decide what you want to do and brainstorm. Number two, plan ahead. Number three, prioritize your tasks, including those emails and Facebook posts, those social media. Uh, number four, handle your emergencies or pressing issues. Those things that are nagging at you, handle those things first. Number five, add new tasks to the end of your list. And uh, number six, establish a hard stop for your work to allow for family time and me time. Self-care is important. Um, number seven, take mini breaks every two hours or so throughout the day so that you can revive your brain cells, um, reset your mind. Uh, and number eight, reevaluate your progress at the in the middle of the day and at the end of the day and acknowledge your successes. Praise yourself for a job well done. Yay, yay. Yes. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so we're at the end of another podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast, please um, subscribe and share with your friends. Join us next time, Teresa and Rosalind. And remember, be relentless. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Relentless Transitions podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate that, and we'll catch you in the next episode.